know. I don't... You know how some people like warmth? I only like warmth, like, when you enter a, a car during summer. I like that feeling. What? Yeah. You like, like getting in the hot car? Yeah. Like, you, the superheated air. Ew. You see, people don't understand that, but I also don't, like, understand... Because it's terrible. Is it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I like it. There's a reason you're not supposed to leave a dog in a hot car. It's because it's bad. <laughs> Maybe. Hello and welcome to Unstable Universes, the podcast where we ruin two of your favorite fandoms at once. I'm Alana Hopper. And I'm Evan Rowell. And welcome back to another week. Another week, another fic. Another two, three fics. Yeah, three fics. Oh, damn. Uh, Another week closer to the thesis being due. Oh my, I am worried. Oh, I haven't written anything. Dr. Kelly, don't listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've written a little bit. That's good. Nothing that I'm, like, gonna keep. Just notes. Just notes, yeah. That's good. Okay. It could be worse. Some, yeah, it could be me. Some girl in my globalization class today, she, like, raised her hand, because we were talking about the thesis paper, like, as a class, and she raised her hand, and she's like, I am so worried. I only have eight pages. Is anyone else in the same boat as me? And I turned to the girl next to me, who I literally have never seen before, and I'm like, is she fucking bragging, or is she worried? And the other girl's like, I hope she's fucking bragging, because I have nothing. <laughs> at least we're all in the same boat. Yep. Uh, episode 12 will be us reading our theses to each other. <laughs> I'd hate that. It would be terrible. It'd be fun if we did a shot every time you said the word fuck. For those that don't know, my thesis is about the semiotics of the word fuck in Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> so I just don't randomly curse in my thesis. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. I made it sound like you randomly curse in your thesis. I mean, I might, but I'm also talking about the word. Yeah. Or every time that you read something and you realize it doesn't make sense, but you know you hand it in for 60% of your grade, and then you're like, fuck. Yeah. That might be it too. Shall we jump into the fix? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, who read first last week? I read first last week. Okay. That means you get to read my letter. Yeah, yeah, because you read our fic. Yeah. So for those of you that didn't listen to last episode, A, go back and listen. I know the audio is terrible, but it's got good fix. They're so good. Both of them are really, really solid fix. Yeah, our first write-in from Bobby Flay. Yeah, who writes, like, actually intelligible Oh, he knocked it fix. out of the park. Oh, he definitely did. It was so good. Like... A girl being impregnated by a bee? Fucking classic. Ooh, spoilers. But yeah, if you didn't listen to last episode, our tags are Fairly Odd Parents, Scooby-Doo, Dark. Yeah. And I don't know if we properly went over what a dark fic was last week. You want to go over it now? Yeah. I want to... So a dark fic, for those of you who don't know, and this will act as a little bit of a warning, Yeah, is... Anything that has to do with, like, very dark material. So that can be anything from, like, murder, mental illness, rape, torture, things like that. Did you include rape? No, definitely not. Good. That was, I was like, there's no way. There's no, no. That's that's off limits. Yeah. Mine just kind of has people being sad. Okay. I didn't really get that dark. But what's it called? I don't know. <laughs> um, saving Shaggy. Ooh. 
Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. Save and Shaggy. Right. We had a really long title last week. We, we had, did. We had what was it? The case of B murder or Beerder, if you will. <laughs> oh yeah. But of course, everyone knows that because they are big fans of that episode. Of course. I'm a big fan of that episode. It's I listened a... to it again this morning. Oh my god, really? Yeah. I didn't even listen to it the first time. <laughs> I wasn't even listening when we were recording. I know you weren't. I can tell. Alright, let's jump into Saving Shaggy. By me. By you. So, do we wake him up? Cosmo asked. It's been 16 hours. He can't still be tired, right? Wanda replied. Both floating small people looked below them at the human mess that was Shaggy. The air reeked of weed and booze. Garbage littered the floor, and it was clear that the teenager had not showered since his creation in 1969. It made Cosmo and Wanda long for the days when they were still assigned to Timmy Turner. Let's do this, I guess, Wanda said before poofing a fire truck into the small apartment. The siren wailed as the lights flashed. Fred ran out of his room in a state of pure panic, but Shaggy failed to even stir. What the fuck is happening? Fred screamed in rage. He had been in the middle of his skincare routine, and stress was most certainly not part of that. <laughs> I was going off, I don't remember which cartoon it was, but in one, they didn't want it to seem like Daphne and Fred were fucking, so they made, like, Fred and Shaggy roommates, and then Daphne and Velma roommates, and there were so many, like, homoerotic, just feelings there. I didn't realize that they had a home. <laughs> right? I assume they just lived out of the mystery machine. No, like, they each have homes and they have roommates. Who knew? Yep, now you do. Me. <laughs> oh, sorry, we didn't know anyone would be home. We need to get Shaggy to wake up. Can you please help, Cosmo said. Fuck off, Fred replied, walking out of the living room. Wanda began to roll her eyes, but stopped when she saw Fred walking back out with a box in his hands. He skillfully, and with much accuracy, tossed the box directly onto Shaggy's chest. Small brown treats spilling out. Ooh, I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> directly into his partially open mouth. Fred didn't even pause in his stride, just walked back into his room, slamming the door behind him. Shaggy began to chew the small morsels in his huge gob. <laughs> Is this going to be a running thing now, gob? I want it to be. Slowly, he became more and more animated as he shoveled huge handfuls of the snacks into his mouth. His eyes remained closed, but tears dripped down his face. He had to slow down as sobs racked his body. <laughs> it wasn't until he swallowed his last mouthful that Shaggy opened his eyes and noticed the two fairies watching on in horror. Who are you guys? What are you doing in my apartment? Shaggy asked slowly, his mind slipping into a food coma. We are your... Wanda whispered. Fairy godparents! Cosmo shouted. A little series of fireworks went off as the title card for Fairly Odd Parents popped up. <laughs> Why? came a shout from Fred's room. <laughs> it's 11 p.m. Why are we yelling in the living room right now? Why is this necessary? I feel like that's a little, uh, <laughs> a little slice of your life in there. It's a little slice of my life. I wanted him to come out in, like, a purple robe, but I forgot to work it in. Cosmo, Wanda, and Shaggy exchanged guilty looks, but ultimately did not care about Fred's sleep <laughs> schedule. <laughs> okay, Shaggy said slowly, but why are you here? We were assigned to you by the Fairy Corporation for very, very sad children. And although you are not very, very sad children, you are a very, very sad teenager. You are so incredibly sad that they assigned you fairy godparents anyway, Wanda explained. 
backstory. Yeah, that's some good world building. Thank you. So you're going to make me happy? Shaggy said quizzically. Thank God, yelled Fred from inside his room. He hasn't even bothered to learn how to run the dishwasher. From the way that his voice was muffled, Shaggy knew that Fred was in his blanket burrito state. It was a dangerous state to find him in. So what can we do to make you happy? Would you like some candy? A trip to Disneyland? A sexy lady friend? A sexy man friend? Cosmo asked, poofing all of the things that he mentioned into existence. How do you poof a trip to Disneyland into existence? Just Mickey Mouse. Oh, okay. Maybe another box of my special snacks? Shaggy shrugged. Cosmo puffed hundreds of boxes of the special snack into the small apartment. Shaggy began to eat as Wanda pulled Cosmo into the kitchen. Cosmo, this isn't working. He's just eating away his feelings. I don't know about you, but I want to get out of here as soon as possible. This place is a cesspool, she said, plucking some stray cobwebs out of Cosmo's hair. <laughs> He's fought... Cosmo was cut off by a loud sob that echoed from the living room. Okay, maybe you're right. Wanda moved back into the living room. She created a black hole and began to throw away the boxes. Hey, what are you doing? Shaggy yelled. He quickly jumped off the couch and began gathering the boxes into his lanky stoner arms. We're going to give you a bath and take you out for a night on the town, Wanda said. She was becoming obviously annoyed. Like your mom when you forgot to defrost the chicken mint for dinner. And she acts all passive-aggressive to you as she tries to figure out what to make for dinner now that your fuck-up has ruined everything. I'm sorry, Mom. (laughs) Did your mom listen to this podcast? No. Good. Wanda grabbed onto Shaggy's dirty green oversized shirt and hauled his ass to the bathroom. Please take a shower. You are so gross. Cosmo and Wanda heard the shower turn on and Shaggy stepping inside. Once he's clean, he will start to feel better. You stay here and listen to make sure he's okay. I'm going to start cleaning the living room, Wanda whispered. Cosmo nodded his head and sat down on one of the hard Ikea kitchen chairs. This is my favorite paragraph in the entire fic. Wanda turned the knob on the black hole to super suck with two C's and began to vacuum the entire room at once. When Shaggy walked out of the bathroom, still soaking wet, the vacuum that the black hole created dried him instantly. It was like a really big blow dryer that sucks instead of blows. A big, <laughs> a big suck dryer, if you will. I'm going to put some clothes on, Shaggy said. He didn't care enough to cover his junk. Wanda was very happy as this, since she is an unloyal hoe, and Cosmo deserves better. We talked about my conspiracy in which she sleeps with Juanissimo and Poof isn't Cosmo's child, right? Yep. Yeah. Check episode 10 for that. When Shaggy was dressed in his usual oversized green t-shirt and burgundy pants, he looked a little bit better. It was obvious that being clean in a clean environment was actually helping. Cosmo and Wanda started to feel hope again. Thanks for cleaning me up, guys, but I don't think I have the energy to go out. How about I take a nap for a few hours, and then I'll let you know how I'm feeling. Shaggy said, although he had no intention of ever going out with these green and pink beings. He climbed back onto the couch and began packing a bowl. (laughs) Sidebar, now, Wanda whispered to Cosmo. They floated back to the kitchen as the sounds of bubbling and the smell of weed filled the living room. I don't understand why there's water in a bong. To cool it. Is it? Okay. Weren't you the one talking about ice cubes? No, I don't know what weed is. (laughs) I think it's to cool it. Someone let us know. Maybe it's to act as a filter? Yeah, I don't know either. (laughs) I think it's to make fun bubble noises. 
It does make fun bubble noises. I don't know what to do. Forcing him to go outside isn't actually going, going to help. He's sad and we have no clue why. Wanda was pacing back and forth, but Cosmo wasn't paying attention. He was staring intently at the wall. All of these things will make him feel better for a little while, but if he doesn't want to get better, there's nothing we can do. He needs a reason to want to be better. He needs a dog. Cosmo smiled, pointing behind Wanda at the framed photo on the wall. It was a collage of photos featuring Shaggy with a Great Dane. The photos were spread out all over the dog's life. Photos of the two eating those special snacks, running away from monsters, hotboxing a car, and even spooning in bed. Aww. The fairies both knew what they had to do. Shaggy was beginning to slip into another six-hour nap. Everything felt heavy from all the dank kush <laughs> he had smoked. Jeez. His eyes had just closed when he heard a clacking sound running across the hardwood floor. He bolted upright to see what the noise was, and quickly a brown Great Dane puppy tackled him back down. Tears filled Shaggy's eyes as he pet the sweet small pup. Cosmo and Wanda entered the room, huge smiles on their faces. He's all yours, Wanda beamed. And he won't die until you do, <laughs> Cosmo added on. Shaggy looked at the two ethereal beings and smiled for the first time since they had met him. His lanky arms were wrapped around his new best friend, and the silly dog laughed at Shaggy's face. He couldn't find the words to thank them. I think he needs a name, Cosmo said. Shaggy held the dog up and really looked at him, trying to find a name worthy of such a blessing. <laughs> Scrappy. Scrappy-doo, Shaggy said. What a great name. <laughs> Cosmo's pager buzzed with a message. It read, Congrats on successfully cheering up your very, very sad teenager. He's going to be okay, thanks to you. Report back to headquarters for your new assignment. Looks like we need to go, Wanda, Cosmo told her. Shaggy's head snapped up. Thank you for everything. He stood up, keeping Scrappy in his arms, and pulled his ex-fairy godparents into a warm hug. I'm gonna try and be better for him. <laughs> the end. <laughs> that wasn't that you say? Christ alive. What? That wasn't dark. No. Mine's dark. Is it dark? Yeah. <laughs> it deals with mental illness and major character death. And drug abuse. And drug abuse, you're right. And Fred dealing with a horrible, horrible roommate. And unloyal hoes. And unloyal hoes. I really like the idea of a suck dryer. <laughs> it just sounds like a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is the title of your fanfiction, Evan? Oh, oh God. Um, the Final Sandwich. Okay. It'll make sense later. Is that a sexy thing? No. Okay. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> if you find this sexy, I recommend you talk to someone. A professional, probably. Okay. Not just someone to make it happen? No. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> okay. So this is The Final Sandwich yep. by Evan. Uh-huh. I'm sorry about this. This one's bad. <laughs> is it? And it's kind of long, too. I know. It's 1,300 words. Honestly, I think this is the first week that I've written more than you. Probably. Because I don't usually write a lot. The Final Sandwich by Evan. Mm-hmm. 
The mystery machine rolled to a stop just outside the rusted iron fence surrounding a weather-battered ruins of the amusement park. Fred put the van in park and pulled out the key, exchanging a knowing glance with Daphne. Well, we made it. Good time Funland, Fred said, trying to hide his shaking hands. The locals have been noticing that the rides will turn on in the middle of the night, even though no one has worked there in over a year, Velma explained. But the Department of Energy said that the grid in this area hasn't been activated since the park closed. Zoinks! So we're dealing with, like, an electric ghost? Shaggy shuddered at the thought and hugged his canine buddy even tighter. The gang climbed out of the gaudy van and pushed open the gate with a deafening creak. Dilapidated ticket booths and a giant map of the park stood before them. They approached the faded boards to inspect the layout. Let's split up and look for clues, gang, Fred directed. Shaggy, you and Scooby will take the west path with the carnival games that lead to the food pavilion. Daphne, Velma, and I will take the east path with the rides. Deal? Shaggy and Scooby shook their heads vigorously, but after a quick negotiation over Scooby snacks, they were walking down the western path, munching on some dog treats while their friends took the eastern path. Cosmo! Wanda! yelled the shrill voice of Scrappy-Doo. I wish for the roller coaster to go again! With a wave of their wands, the broken down Thrilligator magically powered up once again. The music started to play loudly, and the trains of cars holding only one small puppy shot off again. How do you feel about the name for a uh, roller coaster, the Thrilligator? Thrilligator is cool. Like, that's actually cool. The super fun time land, kind of lame. Yeah. But Thrilligator, I'd write that. Scrappy waved his hands around as the car sped up a hill. At the peak, he looked down and saw the headlights of a familiar van shining at the entrance to Good Time Funland, his private park since he'd wished for it to be shut down just over a year ago. What a fucking dick. That's so something Scrappy-Doo would do. He's a dick. Oh, look! Friends! Cosmo yelled over the rushing winds, strapped in next to Scrappy. Should we go say hi? Scrappy's ears pulled back and he bared his teeth in a growl. No. They're not my friends. Friends don't tell you you're going to the park, but really they're taking you to the vet to get your balls lopped off. I'll show them. Listen, you said torture. That's fucked up. Show them what? Cosmo laughed nervously. Mercy? Kindness? A good time? With a dark twinkle in his eyes, Scrappy laughed back. Oh, it'll be a good time, all right. Rats scrambled across the path ahead of them and wind whistled through the empty stalls. With each small noise, their heads whipped around to find the source. Up ahead, the ramshackle food pavilion stood with faded decor and shattered windows, but from within, a light shone. The two investigators stopped and tried to peek through the doorway, but only saw empty food court booths with the light coming from deeper within. What do you think, Scoob? Electric ghosts make a nice pasta dinner, Shaggy asked through nervously chattering teeth. Scooby paused for a second and sniffed the air before he shaked his head. <laughs> Shaggy led the way while Scooby followed. They stayed low to the ground, slipping from counter to counter, creeping even closer. They poked their heads up when they were as close as they dared get and saw across the aisle was a deli counter with all of the lights on. They saw a small figure standing on a table in the back of the kitchen, preparing a plethora of sandwich toppings. Maybe they aren't so bad after all, Scoob. That's going to be a mighty sandwich. Why don't we go say hi and see if they'll offer us a taste, Shaggy whispered, 
entranced by the impressive sandwich. I don't know if Shaggy's that stupid. I he's feel pretty like stupid. His fear, though. He's so afraid. But sandwich. That's true. They're not doing anything bad. They're just eating a sandwich. That's true. And it doesn't look like a monster, right? Yeah, they're just tiny. They stood and approached the deli booth. Shaggy reached forward and rang the bell on the counter. Like, hey, man, those are some nice-looking sandwich fixins you got. Would you mind sharing with me and my good pal here, Scooby-Doo, Shaggy called. He patted Scooby's head, but it felt different than usual. Less fluffy and warm. Shaggy's eyes shot down to see what he was patting. Rather than his friend, next to him sat a bright green dog with a floating crown. Whoa! (laughs) Oh my god! Wanda, I wish for Shaggy to be in chains, Scrappy yelled. And with a poof of smoke, it was so. Shaggy was strapped to a chair in the back of the deli, wrapped in heavy pink chains. Scooby tied to his back. Wait, is Wanda the chain? Yes, Wanda's the chain. Oh, jeez. In front of them on a table stood Scrappy-Doo in a table full of cheeses and vegetables. All sliced thinly. Nice and thin. Ooh. Ready for a sandwich. Oh, no. This is where I don't want to read anymore. <laughs> I want it to be over now. Rappy? Scooby guffawed in surprise. Write us out, road rake of Randwich. <laughs> so we're going to get that one more time. Write us out, road rake of Randwich. Okay, what do you think that means? Let us out to make a sandwich? Yeah. Okay. Oh no, Uncle Scrappy chided. You sit back and relax. I'll make the sandwich for you. He began to pile the toppings onto a piece of bread. Cheddar. Lettuce. Tomato. Whoa. Onion. Oh no. Repeat. <laughs> over and over until the sandwich was nearly as tall as the puppy making it. Silly me. I forgot the meat. Scrappy feigned surprise. Cosmo, I wish for some shaggy, thinly sliced. <laughs> In another poof of smoke, a green meat slicer appeared next to Scrappy. The motor whirred to life, ready to cut. Oh no. The pink chains roughly yanked Shaggy from the chair. He grabbed for anything to keep him away from the slicer, but there was no resisting the magical chains. They dragged him across the floor to the table. It wrapped itself around the leg of the table, trapping him there while one end sneaked up his left arm. Though he continued to resist, his stoner arm didn't have the muscle to resist these strong pink chains. I like how we both mentioned that he has weak stoner arms. Of course, because he's a weak stoner. Right? He's lanky as shit. He is. It's like weird. It lifted his arm and plunged the tips of his fingers into the spinning blade of the slicer. <laughs> Shaggy screamed like a little bitch. Yeah. But went into shock before his brain could register the pain. He watched in sullen horror as slice after slice of his hand and arm were cut from his body and magically floated onto the sandwich. Lightheadedness and the urge to vomit took over Shaggy's body. His arm was gone up to the elbow, but he could still feel his fingers twitching. (laughs) It's dark, dude. Originally, it was going to be Scooby that gets cut, but then, like... I was too sad thinking about a puppy getting hurt. That's fair. So I was like, nah. The slicer continued, cutting until Scrappy finally exclaimed, Enough! The sandwich is perfect. Isn't that right, Uncle Scooby? Feeling hungry yet? The older dog struggled against his own chains, but it was as fruitless as Shaggy's resistance. He tried to turn his head away as the massive sandwich floated towards him. 
The pink chains of Wanda constricted tighter as they forced his neck back towards the horrifying hoagie. Cosmo. <laughs> That's what I it should have been called. should have been called horrifying hoagie. That would have been good. I forgot about it. Too late. Yep. Cosmo, I wish for Uncle Scooby's mouth to be open and ready for the sandwich. This is Scrappy fucked up. commanded. You got it, boss, Cosmo said with terrifying glee. Cosmo's on board now? Everyone's on board. In a poof, he transformed himself into a giant green hammer. With a sick crunch, the hammer slammed into Scooby's jaw, and the muscles went slack, leaving his mouth agape. The sandwich floated ever closer, and Scooby shut his eyes, unable to escape. I wonder what Shaggy and Scooby have found. It's taking them a while, Velma commented idly. She, Fred, and Daphne had done a full tour of the amusement park and found nothing out of the ordinary. Oh, probably just found a sandwich in the food pavilion. I'm sure they'll be along soon, Daphne responded as she filed her nails. There they are now, Fred shouted, pointing down the western path. Shaggy is... riding Scooby? Shaggy was barely conscious from blood loss as Scooby dragged him down the path. His stomach churned, overly full of uncooked meat. The two collapsed by the gate, unable to finish the journey to the mystery machine. The rest of the gang ran over and gasped in horror when they saw the state of their tortured friends. Rospital? Raggy needs Rospital. The end. You said torture I last did, week. I did and mention... And that's all I had in my head. <laughs> I did mention torture. I have one major question. Uh-huh. Actually about the fig, not just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? That's always if, pervasive, Yeah, though. yeah. If Scrappy-Doo was in the amusement park on one of the rides, and Daphne, Fred, and Velma were the ones investigating the rides, why did he choose to go after Scooby-Doo and Shaggy? It's more personal. I don't know. Okay. It's more personal is a fine answer. I was just curious if there was, like, a specific reason behind it. Yeah, I hated writing that. That was terrible. <laughs> I know I write in. What you get to read? Oh boy, more reading for me. Yep. Okay, I'm not gonna look at it at all because I was told no peeking, not even a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, so this one has two titles. Oh, okay. Either Scooby Dooby Dark. Okay, that's a good one. Or Fairly Dark Parents. Scooby Dooby Dark. Alright, so this is Scooby Dooby Dark. By who? By Tony Bourdain and Jaimi Oliver. Nice. It's too many eyes in there. <laughs> it was a brandy new night. I believe that's their calling card. Brandy? Brandy yep. new? I think I've been in all of them so far. It was a brandy new night, and the mystery machine went careening down the road. Rutro chortled Scooby. <laughs> oh no, the chortles! Ry-rot-re-r-run-a-rash. We're gonna crash? I th- thought... We were gonna crash? Okay. Like, what the fuck, Scoob? Commented Shaggy. We're almost there, gang, said Fred. So hunker down and quiet up. Fred turned his head slowly 180 degrees. <laughs> or there's gonna be blood, pals. <laughs> See, Fred doesn't like noise. That's no. canon now. It was in two of the fix this week. It's true. They arrived at a mysterious cave. After stepping out of the vehicle... They noticed that they were unable to see anything. The headlights of the mystery machine were useless, as Scooby had destroyed them in a previous accident. Oh my. Was Scooby driving in this previous accident? Doesn't say. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what you get for letting a dog drive under the influence of Scooby snacks. Oh, damn. I lied when I said it doesn't say. (laughs) I hadn't read. Jinkies. 
exclaimed Velma. What a dark place. I sure hope we'll be able to see at some point. It would be really disappointing if the whole time we were bumping around in the dark. Is this what they mean by a dark fic? Probably. <laughs> ruh row, added Scooby. Again, thanks. Like, I've had enough of your shit, Scoob, Shaggy said. Fred suddenly turned on a flashlight below his face. His eyes looked like they were bleeding. <laughs> what is wrong with Fred in this world? <laughs> okay, gang, he said. Let's split up and look for clues. There's ellipses in there. So okay. I was trying to... I think that there's a conspiracy theory in this fic that Fred was possessed by a demon and they didn't know. Perhaps. We'll get there. Fred felt a sinister grin spread across his face as his flashlight suddenly shattered. Holy. Ruh, ruh. Scooby was cut off by Shaggy grabbing his snout. Shaggy gave him a warning glance. This wasn't the first encounter that Scooby had had with Shaggy. How does Scooby know about the glance if it's fucking dark? You're right. You're right, the flashlight Tell shattered. me that, Tony. <laughs> what was that, Daphne said, with a hint of fear in her voice. A shrill voice called out, Sorry, I was scared. The team could make out two glowing crowns drifting towards them. I hate how dark it is, observed Velma. It's like I've lost my glasses, but my glasses are still on my face. It really is dark. <laughs> Sorry if we scared you. I'm Cosmo, and this is my wife Wanda. We're fairies. Neat, chortled Daphne. <laughs> Can you help us find our way in the cave? Shaggy looked around in the darkness, which he still couldn't see in because it was dark. Like, has anyone seen Fred? Suddenly, a claw ripped into Velma's red stockings, tearing into her tender tendons. Oh no. She doesn't wear stockings or socks. They're also, like, orange, aren't they? I don't know. Her skirt's red and her sweater's orange, but I don't know what color her socks are. Probably the same color as her skirt. Maybe. Yeah, red. Okay. You're right, Tony. But they're socks, not stockings. You're not right. You're half right. Velma let out a wail of pain. Wail is spelled like the animal. (laughs) As she was dragged helplessly into the cave, a trail of blood and saliva falling behind her. Zoinks! Velma cried out. The scream faded into the dark cavern. No one actually saw what happened to Velma because it was so dark. But they did hear it. Holy shit, yelped Cosmo and Wanda. Roke, Rets writ up and Rurch, Roar, Ruse. I, I can't even guess what that meant. Scooby Oh, let's split up and look for clues. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Good job. <laughs> Apparently oblivious to what just happened, Cosmo and Wanda clung to each other and then attached themselves to Daphne. We'll go with her, the two fairies said in unison. Like, fuck, muttered Shaggy. Why do I always end up with this dumbass? <laughs> this makes me sad. It's a dark fic, dude. Be friends. The two teams ventured into the cave, fumbling their way through the dark. It was hard to see, since it was dark. They came to a fork in the cave. Who's eating in there? asked Shaggy. Scooby tried to eat the fork and choked. <laughs> what fork? They came oh, to a fork in the cave. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Like, you dumbass, observed Shaggy. Scooby coughed up the fork, but not without scarring his throat and trust for Shaggy. Oh, no. Suddenly, some rocks fell, separating the two groups. They each ventured further into the caves. Daphne died. The details are unknown because it was so dark in the cave. Since it was so dark, you couldn't see what happened. 
That's why you don't know how she died. I'm guessing it was Cosmo and Wanda. Cosmo and Wanda looked at each other in the dark. Fuck this, said Cosmo. Yeah, let's dip, said Wanda. We can come back and look for Timmy when it isn't so dark. The two went back to Fairyland and were glad to be able to see again. Because Fairyland isn't in a cave. And there is actually light. Fuck off. Like from the sun. Oh, fuck off. Caves are dark. Is this you editing this or is this... No. (laughs) The two went back to Fairyland and were glad to be able to see again. Because Fairyland isn't in a cave. And there is actually light. Like from the sun. Caves are dark. Let's see what's happening in the dark cave. Thanks. There's still like a full page of this. Oh my god. In the other part of the cave, Shaggy and Scooby reached a dead end. They heard an eerie growl from behind them. Fred's face, now resembling Satan, revealed itself as it held a ball of fire in its palm. <laughs> Fred? Shaggy asked. Wait a minute. Like, you're the one that's been killing people? Fred stopped looking like a haunted house for once and commented a simple, Huh? Suddenly, a knife was drawn across Fred's throat, exposing his jugular to the cave's moist and beneficial for your skin air. <laughs> like Scoob, how are you keeping calm during all this? exclaimed Shaggy. Ringer in my rut, commented Scooby with a satisfied grin. You want to guess what that means? I know what it means. I don't. Leave in the comments what you think that means. Yeah, leave a five-star review. Yeah. And title it whatever you think Ringer in my rut means. (laughs) I want all of our iTunes reviews to be five-star reviews and then just whatever they think that means. I hate you, said Shaggy, as Fred's blood started to reach their feet. The fire illuminated the face of Timmy Turner. His flesh was rotting. His smile made their stomachs turn. And his hands were covered in blood. Bad twerp, bad twerp, he murmured. Make a wish. Timmy exclaimed, his neck twitching to the side. Which side? The side. (laughs) Okay. Jinkies, Shaggy said. Like, this guy's creepier than Fred. I guess all those ascots did something to Fred and gave him satanic powers. But like, this guy's just plain fucked up. Is that a warning to never wear an ascot? I mean, do you know anybody that wears an ascot? No, but I feel like my boyfriend would wear an ascot. He would, wouldn't he? He would. He definitely would. Shaggy heard a faint noise coming through the cave. It sounded like an enormous bouncy ball bounding towards them. It got louder and louder and louder until it was deafening. Timmy turned just in time to see a massive whale about to land on his head. Oh my god. Crunch went Timmy's small bones. Like, what the fuck? said Shaggy. The whale looked at them puzzled. Don't you remember on page two, it chortled, Velma let me out. The whale of pain. Remember when I commented whale spelled like uh, yeah. uh, the animal? Yeah. This is that whale. Wow, on page two. Ruh-roh, added Mr. Do. Shaggy quit doing heroin. The end. Pardon? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Don't you remember on page two, it chortled, Velma let me out. The whale of pain. Ruh-roh, added Mr. Do. Shaggy quit doing heroin. The end. Let the record show I commented about the spelling of whale. You did. Without knowing. Yeah. I'd never seen that before. I didn't know we had a write-in until earlier today. (laughs) So Timmy Turner was the demon. Yes. But he was defeated by the whale of pain. Okay. Daphne's dead. Yep. 
Fred's dead. dead. Yep. Velma's not dead? Velma's dead. Velma's dead? Well, Velma had her tender tendons cut. Yeah, but she's still walking around at the end, right? No. Oh, no, she the he whale was just was, like, okay. Yeah, the okay. whale was just breaking the fourth wall. And... So Shaggy and Scooby lived. Yep, Mr. Do, apparently. Yep. And Shaggy stopped doing heroin. Timmy's dead. Oh, yeah, that's good. We have Shaggy progressing in two of our fics. Yeah, and uh, getting his arm cut off slice by slice in one of my fics. Slice of arm. That should have been (laughs) Damn, I didn't think of that. We could, like, slowly move through the entire human body. We'll have sliced face, slice of arm, slice of leg. What other body parts are there? That's it. That's all of them. Okay. Those were some interesting fics. They yeah. weren't as bad as I thought they no, would No, they definitely weren't. I was a little worried that, like, with dark fic, we would just not have fun ones. No. Mine wasn't very fun. It was a little bit fun still. In, like, a fucked up kind of way. So, shall we move right into random fandom fandoms? You bet your ass we should. Yes, let's pick some new fandoms. That's right. This is the segment where we... Set up our fanfiction crossover for next episode. So we get two fandoms and a tag, and within the next week, we gotta... Write our fix. Write it. And you guys also have the chance to write in. That's right. We'd love some more people writing in other than just Jamie Oliver and Anthony Borden. That's not saying we don't appreciate the fix, Tony and Jamie. We're just hoping to expand our repertoire. Oh, I love their fics. Oh, they're usually so good. Their kaiju one was very strange. The kaiju one was probably my favorite. Jewish Brian Cranston. Oh, no. Brian Cranston wasn't Jewish. Godzilla was kaijuish. Yeah, Godzilla was kaijuish, and he spoke kaijuish. Yep. That was a good fic. If you haven't listened, go back. So, shall we randomize these fandoms? Yeah. Hit the button. Drum roll. Okay. Wow. So, uh. our main fandom is Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Our supporting fandom is Oran High School Host Club. And our tag is Body Swap. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you want to explain what you know about Ghostbusters, or do you want to explain what you know about Oran High School Host Club? I tell you what, if I explain what I know about Oran High School Host Club, it would already be done. I don't know anything. <laughs> I think it's an anime. That's all I got. It is an anime. Okay, but... that's all I got. I'll explain Ghostbusters. Okay, yeah. Ghostbusters is a movie from the 80s where some dudes start busting ghosts, but not really for any like good reason. They just want money, and then some... Demon dogs show up and take over Sigourney Weaver's body and giant marshmallow man. Okay. And then there's a second one that no one likes, really. Yeah. And then there's a remake that no one likes, really. Okay. Fuck. Uh, Slimer. He's important. He's not that important in the movie, but he's in all the branding. <laughs> he's not that important in the movie? No, he's not. I don't even... remember ever seeing the movie. He's not even called Slimer in the movie. He's called, like, Onion Head. <laughs> Ew, what? <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, Ghostbusters is just a bunch of dudes that want to make money busting ghosts. Okay. Bill Murray's there. Yeah. A bunch of other white dudes are there. And then a black guy's there. Yeah. Named Winston. It's a good name. Yeah. Okay. Rick Moranis is there too. I don't remember why he's there, but he's there. I haven't seen Ghostbusters in a long time. I just remember the Marshmallow Man. Like, that's the only scene I remember. 
I might have just watched that scene on YouTube or something. Or you can go off the 2016 one where they're all ladies. Maybe I will. Because this is a feminist podcast. Of course, hell yeah, dude. Remember our fic from last week? Oh, yeah. Stop being a meninist. It's 2010, Barry. Stop being a meninist. (laughs) All right. Tell me everything about Orin High School Host Club. Okay. So, it is a fantastic anime in which a girl who is a transfer student to this very prestigious, very rich school... So she comes from nothing. She's right. in the school mm-hmm. as a tr- as a like scholarship student, uh-huh. and she breaks a very expensive vase. Oh no! She's looking for a quiet place to study. She walks into this place, breaks a very expensive vase, and they're like, "You have to work as our dog to pay off this vase." Literally, she has to wear a dog mask. No, but they say like you have to work as our dog. Oh God! And so, but they all think she's a boy. Because she has, like, short hair, and she's, like, all frumpy and, like, flat. Just like me. Yeah, just like you. But you have longer hair than her. And I'm probably more frumpy. Maybe. A little bit. But, so she starts doing that, and then what they decide to do is they decide to make her over and teach her how to become a host. Okay. And so then she poses as a male and romances ladies in the host club where they... Entertain ladies and throw themed parties. Okay. Is it a harem anime? No. Okay. Is it a slice of life? Kind of, yeah. Comedy sort of deal? Yeah, so it's kind of like there's this girl posing as a boy who's trying to show all the guys around her, like, that they can live simple lives. That sounds... Because they're all very full of themselves, yeah. And so then you have, like, all their token characters. So you have, like, the king, who's, like, super full of himself. His dad's, like, president of the school. Okay. You have his the vice president of the host club, who's, like, the very smart one, who wears glasses and is really sarcastic. Of course. But he's best friends with the president, so there's, like, the nice bond there. You have right. a pair of twins. Of course. Who are, like, the... They call them the little devil type. Oh, they all have types, too. Okay. Yeah. So you have the prince type. I think it's, like, the smart type. You have the little devil type, which is the two twins that just like to cause mischief. Think, like, the Weasley twins. Of like, they're ginger as well. Oh, of course. And then you have the Lolita type, which oh, is... God. He's, like, a senior, but he looks like he's, like, eight, and he just eats candy all the time. Ugh. And then you have the... His kind of bodyguard, who's his cousin, who's, like, the stoic type, who's just, like, sits around and is very serious all the time. Then you have her, who's the normal type. Like in Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. And they just go on fun adventures. And they get to body swap. Yeah. What's body swap? If you've seen Freaky Friday, you understand. (laughs) Basically. It's where souls swap bodies. Yeah. Personalities swap bodies. Brains. Brains, yeah. Minds. Not physical brains, though. Yeah. Maybe physical brains. Oh, shit. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. Or we could do something like Face Off. Oh, boy. Nope. That seems too complicated. Yeah. I'm not good enough of a writer for that. No. (laughs) Well, I think we've got uh, quite, quite a thing ahead of us. Hopefully we can find time to write it around our thesis. Yeah. It might be short next week. But thanks for tuning in. Yes. Our fix are red. Our 
fandoms have been randomly tandemly generated and, <laughs> and we're ready to sign off where can people find us if they'd like to they can find us on facebook facebook.com slash unstable universes they can find us on twitter at on on podcast you can find us on fanfic.net or aao3 under the username unstable universes where we post all of our fix. Yep, and if you'd like to write in for this week or any weeks following, feel free to email us at unstableuniverses at gmail.com or send it to us on Facebook. That's right. That's it for this week. I've been Alana Hopper. And I've also been Alana Hopper. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. (laughs) 